0: Pero antes, un mensaje de nuestros auspiciadores.
1: Uh-huh. Change your mind, you can reach me on your video. Uh-huh. Welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren and today we'll be talking about We March from The Gold Experience, recorded May, July 1994 at Paisley Park um, and released um, on September 26th, 1995. Um, There's also a little bit of kind of additional re-recording in early 1995, um, but pretty much everything that was on The Gold Experience Prince recorded and then he wasn't allowed to touch because um, he held it hostage from Warner Brothers for uh, 13 months. Uh, refusing to release the album on the track you have Prince, Nona Gay and Sonny T all doing um, lead vocals together Um, and then you have Kirk Johnson um, who's doing the programming of the drums and then you have Ricky Peterson otherwise known as Ricky P who is um, doing the keyboards on this particular track The track itself is 4 minutes 49, and joining me to talk about it is Jordan Sam. Hello, Jordan. Hello. Now, in terms of, like, a genre, um, I guess I would say it's kind of almost like a protest song.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, at least the lyrics definitely make you think of that, you know, or just feeling like that.
1: It's worth saying that Prince and Nona Gay had had a single out. It was a a radio single only, June 1994, called Love Sign." Um, Which was on 1800 New Funk Which was the album that was released At the same time as Come Um, And you know before that Prince had also put out um, Both The Beautiful Experience And Most Beautiful Girl in the World Under the symbol name Those are the first tracks released um, After um, Peach. Prince had already changed his name and he'd already released three singles under that name, and Nona Gay had been on one of those singles. So, you know, interesting that he brings her back here. She would also show up on the Girl Six soundtrack, um, singing the title song Girl Six with Prince. I mean, I mentioned um Kirk Johnson programming the drums, um, something that he did a lot at this particular time. Um, he'd he'd been in the new power generation um as a dancer to start off with and then he kind of got into kind of programming drums and stuff and then he ended up kind of becoming the drummer for Prince um, from like 1996 to 1999 Um, and then after that he was kind of an occasional percussionist with the New Power Generation and then kind of most recently he's been in the Judith Hill band. Um, He used to, he was, (laughs) along with um, uh, Tony M and Damon Dixon, uh, Kirk Johnson was credited as as being in the Game Boys with a Z, um, and they appeared in Purple Rain doing a dance. There's a, there's a sequence in Purple Rain where the camera goes up to this gantry, and there's three people standing there, and it's Kirk, Tony, and Damon, and they start doing a dance. Um, and so you know they known Prince for a while. Let's put it that. Uh, but this is the point at which Kirk Johnson is kind of moving into the the role of being the drummer for Prince um this is kind of one of the earliest tracks where he does that um but yeah i bring up the drum programming because it is literally just there's not really a i mean there's also you know some kind of keyboard stuff going on but mostly throughout this song you kind of hear the drum um you know the kind of programmed drum and you also hear the marching of feet um prince um subtle as he ever was um (laughs) decides that um for the chorus they sing we march and then you have the march of feet, <laughs> literally <laughs> underneath, um, uh, and you know this is this is Prince kind of. I mean, first of all, I should mention as well at the start of the song, there's a little bit of Spanish uh, with "una para todos y todos para una," which is uh, "one for all and all for one" in Spanish. For some reason, I do not know why. It, actually, Spanish throughout this album is kind of quite common, but I don't know why he decided to put that at the beginning of this particular song. I was going to say then... like "one
0: for all and all for one." When that's the three. That's the Musketeer's Oath, too, but isn't that? But that's French, so that wouldn't work, so it wasn't that. Yeah. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess maybe in French it wasn't as lyrical or something, but. uh, Maybe. Yeah. And then we start out with the words march, we march. Um, And then again, we get repetition of march, we march. You know, we then. I mean, this is Prince. It's very rare the Prince does this, but he gets very kind of political in this song. Uh, This was around the time of the Million Man March, which, of course, was attended by roughly 400,000 men. Obviously, you know, uh, calling it the Million Man March is a triumph of marketing, because it doesn't matter what the attendance figure was, um, that's what people are going to call it. But yes, so this is kind of around that same time. There is, um, I mean, mean, you know, kind of, uh, it's not that slavery ever went away. Um, But in the 90s, you know, you had people like Louis Farrakhan and you had like Nation of Islam. There was a kind of resurgence of, uh, you know, the association with um, Martin Luther King, you know, also, um, you know, kind of in the 80s, you'd had, um, you know, um, Happy Birthday, you know, which if you listen to the lyrics of that song and I would advise anyone to do it, you know, have a proper listen to that song because everyone knows the chorus, you know, the happy birthday to you, happy birthday. But in the lyrics, it's basically Stevie Wonder trying to shout down any racists who would protest the fact that Dr. King is getting his own day, and it's If you listen to the the verses, it's kind of like it's almost like um, Stevie Wonder taking on like internet trolls before the internet or trolls existed, <laughs> and it's it's quite amazing if you listen to the verses of that song. Uh, but this is kind of a similar thing here, you know. Obviously um dr king's birthday had been made a holiday for a a number of years but there was still kind of protests against that idea like you know people certainly um you know they they they, it wasn't something that came easily you know there was a lot of kind of lobbying for it and fighting for it and like i said at this time you had like the million man march and stuff um and so prince is getting political you know and um you know he he talks i mean like i said sung with nona gay and also sunny t um, so it's, it's really weird because you kind of don't get, you don't really kind of get Prince's vocals being that prominent. Uh, you can really kind of hear Nona Gay singing a lot of this stuff. Um, and you know, it starts with if this is the same avenue that my ancestors fought to liberate, how come I can't buy a piece of it even if my credit's straight? If all the water's dirty and I want to lay the pipe, my dammy, the river that I drink some, will it be the same as your mammy? um now i mean i think like prince deciding to put a song out that has you know reference to the fact that um you know african americans um can't buy property as easily as white americans i mean on a song where he's changed his name to a symbol and he's writing the word slave on his cheek um you know it feels like he's kind of deliberately going for something um, you know, mm-hmm. and I do find this, you know, I find this quite interesting that this is, this is how he starts this song. This is the verse, you know, um, <laughs> uh, talking about, um, you know, credit and also, you know, the idea of water being dirty and, you know, wanting to put some new pipes down and all that kind of stuff. You know, obviously with the, the crisis that's been going on in Flint, Michigan for like the last couple of years and their water supply, you know, it's, it's as relevant as it was in 1994, Um, or you know 1995 by the time this founder release and in the chorus you know we have now's the time to find a rhyme that's got a reason and freeze the mind from angry thoughts the racist kind Um, if we all want to change then we got to get in line next time we march um, we're kicking down the door next time we march all is what we're marching for Um, and you know i think that's that's kind of a you know an interesting chorus and it's worth saying as well like this song doesn't feel that preachy Um, You know, Prince is kind of doing it in a a very kind of specific kind of like, like we said, it's a protest song, but the kind of the style that's been done in with this kind of drum beat and, you know, the marching sounds uh, and, and also, you know, it's kind of done in a... You know, with the with with the vocal line of both Prince and Nona Gay, it doesn't sound as harsh as it could do if it was say just Prince.
0: I'm not sure if this is good or bad, but it, it kind of sounds like a like a marching or inspirational song for, in a movie. You know, you think, you know, like when they're ready yeah. getting the people ready to like, okay, like let's let's go and do this or something like that. This is like the song they they sing to get to get everyone together and and in sync and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that makes sense. I don't think the message of it as well um particularly when we get i mean like the second verse which i feel you hear known again more than prince on this Hmm. uh where it's like if this is the same sister that you cannot stop calling a bitch it will be the same one that will leave your broke ass in a ditch if you can't find a better reason to cover call this woman otherwise then don't cry you made the bed in which you lie um so, again, that's like a very kind of pointed commentary on, you know, the relationship. I mean, I'm guessing at this point between, you know, African-American women and African-American men, um, you know, and the idea of, um, you know, women, particularly, you know, uh, black women in America being called bitches. You know, this is a commentary on this particular re- relationship where if you're going to continue putting this abuse on this person then you're going to be left by this person <laughs> um, you know and like it says you know and prince has done this more than once where he says you you made the bed in which you lie which of course is a nice little reversal of
0: made your bed or let, yeah I made lie your bed it.
1: lie in it yeah yeah so again you know kind of a, a, an interesting turn of phrase there um, and then of course we go back to the chorus but i do, I do think you know kind of uh, talking first of all about you know um you know the the kind of the, the issues of credit and, um, you know, water quality, those are things that essentially affect everybody. Um, but obviously, if you're in poorer neighbourhoods, uh, which obviously most African-Americans are in America, uh, unfortunately, then it's going to affect them disproportionately. But then the second verse is really about a kind of commentary on something that happens within this community. So, um, you know, obviously it also happens... You know, outside of of the African American community, but it's a commentary on this particular type of relationship and kind of the way that um, you know these terms are used. And I think that's kind of an interesting thing. You know, to go from something that's kind of um, almost about kind of looking out and saying this is the issue that's affecting our community, and then on the second verse, kind of turning in and saying, "Look, but there are also problems within this community that need to be addressed. <laughs> yeah. Stop calling women bitches." And I'm guessing also hoes. I mean, you know, this is a time when you know Ooh. gangster rap and stuff is kind of is you know we're talking 1995. This is kind of the peak of gangster rap and stuff like that.
0: And like you said, this 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 was made around the time the Million Man March was coming out and stuff like that. And there was there was like a like a small bit of talk about sexism there in it as well. You know, like how it was yeah. the Million Man March, and you know how some were were you know sad that it basically was. Supposed to be an all male event and stuff like that, and even in within them trying to do this, there was still stuff going on in the in yeah in amongst themselves.
1: And I had to say this: I can understand what the Million Man March was attempting to achieve, which mm-hmm. is to you know out of out kind of everybody in you know American society at that particular point. And you've got to remember as well, you know, you're talking um you know post Bush one and early Clinton, and that is when you know America had a surplus. <laughs> Um, as hard as that seems to believe, looking back now, 20 years on, but, you know, they, you know, they were raising so much money in tax revenue, and the economy was doing so well, that they had more money than they knew what to do with. Um, and yet, you know, if you were, you know, a, a black American male, um, I mean, then and now you know, you had more chance of, I, I can't remember who said the line, but it's like a black American male in America has more chance of, you know, doing four years in prison than getting a four-year college degree. You know, the kind of, the level of oppression that that was kind of holding down those men, obviously that's why they marched. And the fact that they excluded women, obviously, you know, uh, it, it could have been a, a million person march, but I, I feel like they were trying to highlight a specific issue. Yeah. Uh, and I've, like yeah, you know, and that is something, you know, it's something that's not really part of this song. No. Um, you know, but although Prince, you know, he started out with something that affects everybody and then kind yeah. of turned it into an issue about sexism. So, you know, obviously something that still needs to be acknowledged and, you know, so a lot of rap at this particular time and even now, but not quite as as bad, was very sexist, you know, calling people bitches and hoes um you know or women bitches and hoes specifically you know that that was kind of um you know very prevalent and so i think it's interesting that um, i mean the title you know i wouldn't say the title track is album that makes no sense uh, the first track of this album you know is is called well it's called p control um but i think we all know what the p stands for that was again about kind of female empowerment um so i think it's interesting that prince is kind of bringing that back up here Um, you know and we get the chorus a few times and then of course we get the the march we march and then of course before we go to the kind of the final verse we get the yes we do (laughs) Uh, which i kind of like and then of course prince says dig uh, which is my favorite thing for prince to do ever since he did it in uh, when doves cry with dig if you will the picture Um, and he says now we clarify forever in other words as long as it takes we ain't got no use for ice cream without the cake (laughs) and then prince says we ain't got no time for excuses the promised land belongs to all we can march in peace but you best watch your back if another leader falls obviously that being a direct reference to you know the assassinations of either i would guess martin luther king or malcolm x depending on um who you want to pick as uh, you know the leader but obviously both of them fell in, in in a certain sense so um you know but i you know I like the idea that we come back around to, you know, even though there are kind of conflicts within this particular community, you know, they are united in the idea that basically they've had enough, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, I'm guessing that the ice cream without the cake reference is possibly a Marie Antoinette thing Mm -hmm. of the let them eat cake, Um, you know, something to kind of mollify, you know, the, the kind of the, the general kind of masses. Um, And obviously (laughs) Prince saying that, you know, um, they also want ice cream, uh, which <laughs> I mean is a weird place to take it. But you know, I st- I kind of I kind of uh, you know the idea of the promised land belongs to all. Um, you know, I, I it's 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 you know it's a strong it's a strong message that's coming through from Prince here. I feel it
0: might, the ice cream and cake thing is that maybe say they are getting the ice cream, but they're not getting the cake. So basically, they're we're just throwing they're just getting treats thrown at them when, yeah, there's, a, well, when I mean, there's a whole whole cake of. That's that everyone should be a part of, should be getting a slice of,
1: yeah. I guess. I mean, also, maybe, it might have know. the idea of, of the um, I mean, this is a time where Prince was you know, he was closely doing stuff with um, with Spike Lee. Oh. Um, and so obviously, maybe 40 acres and a mule is kind of you know, maybe they're getting the mule, but they ain't getting the 40 acres. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we know how that turned out because they got neither. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, maybe this idea of giving them one thing to distract them from another thing is, is maybe what he's talking yeah. about. But yeah, you know, this is, I mean, it's rare that Prince bothers to get political. So when he does, it's always kind of interesting, you know. And then, of course, um, we get a lot. I mean, I like as well how when we go to the chorus one more time, we get Prince going, he said it, she said it, and I say it. Um, which is almost like Prince, Nona Gay, and... Um, Sunny T each kind of acknowledging that the three of them are saying this um, and then we kind of and I like when we get the chorus the final time we get this kind of now's the time to find a rhyme that's got a reason that frees the mind and as we get the now's the time we kind of get Sonny T being like now's the time like kind of adding his own little kind of thing and when we get the free your mind like each, each person seems to be taking a different kind of um, little echo on these lines um, you know and then of course we kind of go back to the kicking down the door um, all is what we're marching for um and then there's a, a weird little line towards the end where it's like the fun don't stop the bacon when the money's got to stop the shaking <laughs> um, and i don't know why that's there but then at the end we have i know next time we march and that's kind of where the song finishes um but yeah i mean i i kind of like when prince i mean prince has, has got political on one or two songs in the past um most notably ronnie talked to russia where he encouraged ronald reagan to talk to russia <laughs> and i don't know if that ever influenced the wall coming down but um i'm sure prince could take credit for that <laughs> uh but yeah so i mean i i think i think it's kind of interesting that you know prince did something that was so tied to an event um you know and prince said you know that he recorded this song before he knew about the million man march uh, but this song was played at the event, mm-hmm. you know, which, I, like you say, it kind of works as kind of like a rallying cry, mm-hmm. you know. And, as you know, as well as being um, co-lead vocals, Nona Gay also gets a writing credit here as well. Um, so one of the rare times kind of in recent kind of albums that Prince has actually shared a writing credit with anyone. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, as far as kind of like songs on the gold experience go. Um, this is not one of my favorites. I mean, I feel like the fact that it's just got this kind of a very kind of um, simple beat I like kind of Prince when he had the Lin drum machine and all that kind of stuff because that was a very specific sound and it Sounded really cool. By the time you get to the 90s kind of like programmed drums They all sounded very kind of samey So it kind of means that it, for me it kind of flattens the song out a little bit and it doesn't it doesn't really kind of give it any personality Um, if this had been programmed on a Lin drum machine it would have definitely sounded a lot more interesting Um, so that kind of like the production kind of takes it down a little bit though I do like the ideas that are being said but at the same time Prince is not kind of he's not giving any kind of um, resolution to the idea or kind of any solutions he's just literally saying if you if you make us angry we will find our way to kind of get back at you somehow Um, you know and that's the and like this kind of Having this kind of threat it just, you know, and also the fact that he says, now's the time to free your mind from angry thoughts, the racist kind. I'm like, Prince, you've turned subtext into text right there and, you know, again, it it feels in some ways a little bit kind of like childish Um, and so for me, I can't say any more than a three out of five. Um, You know, if the production was had more personality, I think I, I would like it a bit more, but it just feels a bit too samey. And the chorus, there's a lot of chorus in this song as well. Yeah. You, we get a few verses, but it, there's a lot of... Which I can understand, because obviously the idea of it being, a, you know, part of a song that would be in a march, it kind of makes sense that you kind of return to the chorus to kind of keep people in line or keep people on the beat. But it just makes the song feel a bit too long and a bit samey to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd give it about a three. I would possibly give it a four if, like, Maybe, like, it, down the line, they make a documentary about the Million Man March, and it's, like, an animated version with this song as, like, part, as one of the key, like, key moments uh, in the background. Like, if they, if they did, like, a video <laughs> like that for it, I probably would really enjoy it then. Uh, like, for sure, Just just for all this you know, what they tied to it. But, I mean, it's still, at least it's still a good, you know, still good song with a me- good message and stuff like that to, you know, to get, it gets its message across and stuff like that too. And like you said, like, it, it turns subtext into text quite a bit. Like, but at the same time, at least it's not making its message too muddy. I mean,
1: I guess, I guess the thing is, for me, uh, you know, if Prince is going to get political, he always tends to do this thing of either getting too specific or being so generic that you, you kind of like, you're like I, I, can't disagree with you, Prince. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't, I'm not on the other side of this. You know, there's, I don't think there's anyone who's on the other side of this argument. But I just don't feel like you're giving us anything, any kind of solutions. It just feels a bit too kind of generic. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, Prince obviously, while while um, you know, the Gold Experience was being held hostage. Prince played this live in through '94 and '95, and into early '96, and then after that he didn't play it ever again. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I mean, that's not completely true. There was a version that was done, um, that was recorded and was part of the MPG music club that was made available. Um, but that wasn't a, that wasn't a new recording. That was just a recording that was done in like 1995 that they kind of put out a few years later. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and I, I'm guessing, you know, if it was, if, if there was a specific, I mean, you know, Prince, like you said, he came up with the idea for this way before the million man March was announced. Um, But, you know, if it was kind of on his mind and if it felt part of that event, then obviously later on, you know, there's no reason for him to kind of return to this, you know, unless, you know, there was a two million man march. Then, of course, there would be a kind of a reason to kind of go back to this song. But, you know, as it stands, I think once once Gold Experience was out, a lot of the songs off that album, he just stopped playing after 1996. I feel like we said about as much as we can about uh, We March, um, so let's go to any plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Jordan?
0: Uh, yes. I'm on a podcast with a couple of friends called Warm Beasts, where we basically we've gone over at this point all of the uh, episodes of Beast Wars Transformers. Uh, Beasties in the UK, uh, in the Canada, because we have some Canada listeners and stuff like that, and because they had something about having wars in the title. Uh, but bas- basically, it's a we we're, we're looking over the CGI. Uh, cartoon that original ones that uh were made in the 2000s and such like that and we're just finishing up with uh the sequel series beast machines and also i'm planning on making a podcast uh another cartoon rewatch podcast discussion one called what's mccracken which is basically looking at the works and stuff done by craig mccracken they he's kind of a prolific like director animator producer he's uh hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about in that one and you could find i've set up a twitter for this for it at uh, call, uh for the what's for cracking podcast at Krakencast, which is uh his last name c-r-a-c-k-e-n cast uh which as i said like i'm just glad that i got that before someone someone else actually made something like that
1: uh, great stuff and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast Um, or you can email us not sure why you would at (laughs) princetrackbytrack at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here Jordan
0: oh I had a lot of fun
1: and otherwise we march you are now an official member of the new power generation welcome to the dawn